Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information, not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that this is the audio from an August 12, 2022 Instagram Live video. We've got some really super exciting news on this episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. So, pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cask Chasers Podcast. like we are live. Hey guys, pretty exciting news coming up and I am going to bring on a good friend of the Cask Chasers in just a moment here, Jared Card with Impex Beverages. Uh, those of you that have watched us, have heard Jared on the show, know all about Impex and everything. So let me see if I can find Jared. That'd be really neat. Oh, cool. He's here now. Wonderful. All right. So I think I just sent him a come on and join thing here. There he is. Je- Ate it. How's that? <laughs> is that better? Yeah. It's, uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it sideways like that, buddy. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm great. How have you been? I'm excited. Oh. This is a This is a great week. Yeah, I'm excited too. I've been hardly able to contain my excitement. Or I'm trying to hit some buttons over here. Okay. Can you hear me decent? I can hear you great. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So for those of you that don't know, um, Jared is our um, local uh, rep for Impex Beverages. Those of you who have followed us, listened to the show, um, know that um, we have a very good partnership with Impex. They're actually one of our sponsors on the show. Um, you've heard um, Joshua and his wife, Haida, on uh, the ads for Impex. Um, so we're very, very excited this week because um, we are, we've partnered up with Impex and Jared specifically um, to release a, uh, a cask of Kilhoman. And I mean, this is months in the making at this point, buddy. And I'm, I'm so excited. I think it's closer to a year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Quite an adventure for these bottles to get over here. So, uh, so, uh, uh, for, for, for people that don't know you or maybe haven't heard our episode with you, um, can you just talk a little bit about 
uh, who you are, sort of your whiskey journey, and then a little bit about impacts before we start talking about the uh, the cask itself. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am the Mid Atlantic uh, Regional Manager for Impacts Beverages, uh, which means I cover the wonderful states of Delaware, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, South Carolina, Pennsylvania. Uh, I also venture into Ohio and Arkansas nowadays. Okay. Asian to. Uh, I just got back. I woke up in Cleveland this morning, so it's been a long day. I'm glad you wanted to do this a little later. Otherwise, I'd be in my car doing it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. The uh, funny, funny thing is, um, for those of you that may not know, Jared literally lives about like five minutes from me. Like I could have just driven over and we could have done this, but I was just getting in. He was just getting in. So this just kind of made it easier. Um, we will probably be, well, not probably. As long as all my stars align, we will be releasing this as a podcast episode as well, um, just because we're really excited about it. So um, go ahead. What brought what brought you to whiskey, to spirits, to all that, buddy? Um, I mean, in a, a short version of it, I'm not sure how long you want to stay live, but uh, basically I needed some money in college. And, uh, you know, I lived right down the street from a liquor store. I wandered in and asked for a job and you know, for a few years, I, I'm stocking beer on shelves. I'm taking deliveries. I'm ringing six packs. All the all the glorious, uh, you know, the glamorous part of the industry that people don't <laughs> see. That's right. Um, mopping floors, things like that. But uh, I just kind of really took to alcohol in general and and saw that. <laughs> it's just a great sentence. I mean, there's there was so many like different wines and beers and spirits that for me as a, a young 21 year old, I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is kind of crazy. I want to learn more. And then, as you know, down the rabbit hole you go. And here we are a couple decades later. And what do you know? I'm still learning about all types of alcohol and uh, still dealing with it for a living. So it's it's been lucky. I've I've been fortunate to be able to stick with the same path for so long. Awesome. Um, so talk just a little bit about Impex as a company and sort of the um, kind of the mission there. And then specifically Kilhoman and your love affair with that particular distillery and brand. Uh, absolutely. So um, very fortunate to work at Impex. Uh, we are a very focused company bringing quality spirits uh, to everybody around the country. So Excuse me. So we are we started out mainly as a whiskey company. Um, that's kind of what we're known for is is our brands from all over the world, like Kilhoman, uh, Milk and Honey, Pandaren, uh, so on and so forth. And I know I, I see them all back there. I'm, I'm very excited. I've got, got a couple of them. Too. Um, but yeah, just it kind of, uh, you know, when I figured out when I found out about this company, it was the very, very early years uh, of Impex in existence. And I was lucky enough to get on board when we had uh, three brands. We had Isle of Sky Blended Scotch, uh, Tamdu, and Isle of Air and Single Malts. And it was a very small company. And as we've grown, I've, I've watched, I don't want to say the selection process, but as the portfolio grows, um, it's been really amazing for me who really has no say other than maybe to get to taste some stuff and give my opinions on it, which may or may not be listened to. 
um, to see the company grab such great brands and great companies and great people. Um, we have a lot of really small uh, family-owned, privately-owned distillers that we represent, and they're all just so amazingly nice. They're willing to help when we need it and kind of go out of the way to, to help us grow their brands here in the States. And the last couple of years, especially uh, since COVID, we've really brought on a lot of new new distilleries and new products, some of which are hitting the market. Some are coming very soon. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's one of the best companies to work for. Sam's great. Chris is great. Joshua's great. Um, all of our other regional people. So it's really, uh, it's really just a bunch of spirit and whiskey nerds that kind of all happen to get a paycheck signed by the same guy. So pretty absolutely cool. absolutely and and the it it's it's so funny because i uh myself bobby the whole crew we i, I feel like we've meshed really well not just with impex as a brand but the the people of that brand as well i mean uh when when we first when we first tasted this cask um yeah, me, you just had me and bobby come over and we hung out in your backyard um uh joshua and i go back and forth on facebook with like goofy jokes and stuff so i mean it's like it's 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 a it's it's been fun since the beginning since we first started talking to you guys so start uh tell tell us a little bit about kill homan and why you're obsessed with it um i mean obsessed is a strong word but probably accurate yeah it's a strong word but it's a, it's absolutely an accurate word yeah so um i mean at the time it was this was impex had just started importing kilhoman i at the time was still working on the retail side of things managing a liquor store uh here in the area and i had gone to a couple tastings and i had seen the whiskey and i'd read about it and whiskey advocate magazine and i was just i was really curious about it so of course i made as many phone calls and emails to impex as i could to make sure that there was somebody in our market that was distributing it and i mean really honestly ever since day one like i got into whiskey through drinking with my grandfather he was a big single malt scotch guy uh not an isla guy and I remember it was actually, it was Ardbeg that got me going. Yeah. A lot of when us, I, a lot of us. I, I tasted an Ardbeg and I was like, holy crap, what is this? And Ardbeg and Lafroig were kind of my things. And then this little blue box called Kilhoman comes out and I tasted it. And it was like, it was a new level to me. It was something that had that big Isla smoke and the oiliness and the peatiness, but it also had so many other layers and balance and depth of flavor that it, it really kind of got me going. And another thing that I really like, um, having some friends who are quite big into the whiskey world with slightly large collections of bottles, <laughs> um, you know, it was a distillery that I could follow from the beginning. Yeah. And I think really what me, what got me into it, because you always hear stories about these distilleries that are 50, 100, 200 years old in Scotland. Um, right now, we all have the chance where all of these new distilleries are popping up. We can follow them from day one and see how they progress, if they get better, if they change their styles. And I think that's what really what really interested me in Kilhoman was, one, the whiskey was great. But two, I had a chance to keep track 
and follow these guys from day one. And I, I kind of have. I think I have way, way, way too much go home in this house if there is such a thing. And I don't think there is such a thing. Um, but when I see your collection, I'm like, oh, maybe there, maybe there is such a thing. That's a, that's a whole lot of kill home. And, um, I'm, I'm right there with you. And honestly, there, for me, there's a little bit of that in all of Impex's brands in the portfolio that keep getting picked up is uh, I'm, I'm seeing, and you, you hit the nail right on the head, you know, like family owned, a lot of them are fairly new or brand new and it's, it's, it's fun to go on the journey with them, you know? Um, and that's what I, that's what I've really liked about one of the, aside from the, the fact that the, the, the products that they're putting out are fantastic. Um, I really like following the story along as well. Um, and I, it, it's so funny. Uh, I thought almost the exact same thing the first time that I had a kill home and I wish I could remember what it was. Um, but I had never heard of it before and somebody's like, Oh, Hey, this kill home. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I think maybe I've heard of that. And I tried it and you're right. It had that, it, it was, it, it had that nice peat punch to it, but it, it had a lot of fruity notes, um, some floral notes, which you get in scotches, but then some stuff that's also mainly in bourbons that I find like caramel and all this. And it was just like you said, depth of flavor, richness, and, um, even from, uh, casks and from expressions that aren't that old. So uh, we talked a, a, a little, we talked a lot that night that, uh, Bobby and I came over, um, about different whiskeys and that, but, um, ta- there is a very specific cult following for Kill Homan. Um, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think, um, and first of all, I, I hope you and Bobby have both apologized to your wives on my behalf for that night. I know, I know we were <laughs> expected, but what, what, we had what, to get- Yeah, what came of it, our, our, our wives are, are very happy with. But yes, we did apologize to our wives as soon as we got back. And I mean, they're the real bosses of the company anyway, so at the end of the yeah. day, everything was good. But it was all about the setup, you know, we had to work our way there. And I think that's one of the things that I don't like to call it a cult, but it, it really is. The people who really love Kilhoman, um, it's just, for me, the the young whiskeys, the, when they first started coming out back in 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, to to watch the stuff that they were doing and the, the quality of the whiskeys, and nobody knows it. Like, that was the fun part was, going to a gigantic whiskey show with hundreds of people and having Kilhoman sitting on the table and people coming up going, Oh, what distillery is this from? Like it's from Kilhoman on Isla. I never heard of it. I said, well, now there's, now there's another distillery and, and give it a try. But for years it was like, it was either they came up and it was new to them. It was something they had not experienced or they came up and got a big smile and said, Hey, is there any other kill home and hiding under the table? Because they had already been familiar with it. And, you know, like a lot of us are, we're looking for that new cask or the next single cask or a different finish or something like that. And I think kill done a great job doing that and keeping their, their expressions new and fresh, so to speak. Um, 
but yeah, I think it just comes from making really good whiskey at a young age. And, you know, I think, I think people were ready for it. I mean, Isla had been for so long, Ardbeg, Lafroy, Lagavulin, you know, a little bit of Beaumont, Brooklady, Bunahaben, some Colila. But I think, I think the Island was ready for something new and fresh. So I think that contributed to it a lot, as well as the big whiskey boom, which apparently is never going to end. No, it's, 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 it's not so much a boom as an entire thunderstorm that goes on forever, which I'm, I'm here for. Um, so yeah. And it, it's so, it's so funny that you, you talked about, you know, kill Homan being this sort of this new breath of fresh air, um, in, in Isla and that, not to say there was anything wrong with the Isla whiskeys before. I mean, especially, uh, uh, we're, we're, um, we're um, very big fans also of Brooklady. Um And, you know, when that got revitalized and, and all of that, and I mean, I, uh, Jim McEwen going crazy, putting stuff out uh, at that point. Um, but uh, it, it it's it's you know you 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 always hear you know Lafroy and Ardbeg are, are like the two big ones that that most people know most people hear about that aren't like the whiskey nerds like you and me um and like it it is it's i i i it's easy to fall into the sort of snobbery especially when you're new to whiskey of oh you know the older the better you know what i mean um, and I, to me, it's, you know, the better it tastes, the better, you know, the more I enjoy it, the better, you know, I don't care if it's a $20 bottle. If, it, if I'm enjoying it, I, it better, you know, I, I'd rather have that than a hundred dollar bottle all day long. Um, but, uh, kill home, uh, kill Homan is, it, it's just a delight. I have yet to have an expression from kill Homan that I have not loved. Let, you know, not even that I haven't liked, that I haven't loved. Every time I have one, I'm like, oh, they did it again. And there absolutely is something to be said for younger whiskeys. Um, I were, you know, we're, we're friends with um, the owners of um, uh, Old Line Spirits um, down in Baltimore, and they were doing a peated run through their still down there and we got to taste the new make, the peated new make. And I was like, Oh my God, like the, their peated new make was better than a lot of whiskeys I've tried. You know what I mean? And like, there, there's just something to be said for it, for it being pure. And then just having just a little bit of time to get perfect in that cask. You know what I mean? And I mean, it, it's, it's good. I, I feel, I feel like in the industry as a whole and the consumers are, you know, leaning more towards if it tastes better, I want it, you know, not so much the, Oh, it's, it, I, I don't drink anything under 25 years or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, so talk, talk a little bit about, um, this, well, I, actually I'm going to do a little bit of a setup first to, to set the scene for people. When, uh, you, you, you talk to me and Bobby, Let me up, I'll spike it down. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Jared, um, has been, had been chasing, uh, getting a kill homing cask for a while, right? Like years at this point, Jared, right? Yeah. So, um, yes, he finally, like- he, <laughs> he finally, he finally gets the chance to, um, have a cask come over. Um, and he reaches out to me and Bobby and he says, Hey, you know, I want to partner with somebody for this cask. 
Um, you know, it's coming over. It's going to be in my region. It's going to be available at, you know, select stores. And, you know, I'd like to partner with you guys. And first of all, we were extremely flattered and taken aback when you said that to us. And I, I don't think I can ever say anything to thank you enough for that, especially after tasting it. Um, but we said, all right. And, you know, we're, we're very, we're very honest. We're very truthful. And we said, you know, we don't really want to put our names on anything unless we really enjoy it. And you said, come on over. He was so confident. He was so confident. You guys said, come on over. We'll give it a try. And so this was after work one night and most of you know, Bob, uh, most of you know, Bobby and I are in sales and it was, we didn't get off until eight o'clock at night. We were sweaty. We were gross. And, uh, you know, we told our wives, Hey, we're going over Jared's and we went over, we come into the backyard and Jared out in back of his house, he's got a, um, set up on the table. He's got a number of different whiskeys and he's got cigars ready and it's a whole thing. It's nighttime and like nothing better to see after a long, hard day at work, to be honest, and just invites us in, sits us down and we started talking. I still to this day am, uh, mildly to moderately annoyed that we didn't bring any, um, microphones or podcast equipment that night. Cause it was a great, great conversation. But again, that's one of those things that you just living, living in the moment, really nothing else would do it justice at all. So we're sitting there, we're trying a couple of other whiskeys that Jared had brought along and set out for us. And then, um, he pulls out, uh, this sample and he was also kind enough to get little sample bottles and send them home uh, for our wives to try. Who are the real? There is that the bottle that we used that night. That is the bottle. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, during the summertime, Haida. Yes. I think about doing cocktails. Yes. But at night, right? Starts getting a little cooler out. Mm-hmm. We light up the chimney outside. Mm-hmm. I love pouring a little Kilhome and Macker Bay. I know you do, babe. Right, it's got that smokiness, has that sweetness, mm-hmm. but has this brightness too. That kind of, you know, you think of smoking, you just think of winter and bundling up. But for me, it's that brightness kind of. It's almost refreshing. I'll have to take your word for it. You don't think like smoky whiskey is refreshing? No. Okay. Well, I hope the Cast Chasers listeners take my word for it because I think I'm damn right in this case. I'm sure you are. You know what else I'm right about? What's up? Impex being a proud sponsor of the Cask Chasers podcast. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. So he pulls out, he, he's got this set up and we're, Bobby and I are chomping at the bit. Um, just like waiting to get to this bottle. But Jared, he's quite the showman when it comes to this. And he just works us through these other things to taste. And then we finish with this, with this bottle here. And, um, Jared, I just want you to tell us about the cask itself and about anything else you want to talk about, about that particular night. But I, I want to hear about the cask. I want to hear what you told us about it, et cetera. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of the thing, the, for me, you said, I've been trying to get one for years. And for me, the, the inspiration probably to this day, like my favorite kill homans I've ever had are this little guy right here. So this was released in early 2009. 
um, before Kilhoman was actually three years old. You'll notice it says New Spirit on it, two years. It can't say whiskey anywhere. And I happened to be hanging out with a friend who had a bottle and he knew I was into Kilhoman and he opened it. And I was like, whoa, how did he get this? How do I get it? And I want as many bottles as I can get. And I've done a fair share of hunting for them at auctions and, and elsewhere. And I, I've found quite a few because I still really enjoy drinking them. And it got me thinking, you know, if Kilhoman got such good accolades and recognition early on as a young whiskey and i'm tasting this stuff that's very young um and i'm loving it i'm like we need more because now you know kilhoman 2005 they're now you know 17 years old and everybody's kind of focused on hey i got a 10 year old kilhoman oh well i got a 12 year old you know impex released a 14 year old cask last year this year for the Isla Whiskey Festival, the distillery released a 16-year-old, which was the oldest whiskey they've ever released. And here's me for like two or three years going, this is going the wrong way. I want it younger. I want it younger. <laughs> and so after a couple years of, of asking my bosses and actually reaching out directly to James Wills and like, hey, you know. I need some two-year-old. And he's like, yeah, dad's not really going to go for that. We're, we're <laughs> and it, it wasn't quite as polite as that. It was a very stern, like, there's not a chance in hell you're going to get a two-year-old gas. Right, promise. right. And so, you know, I'm kind of kind of giving up on it. And then we're doing a training one day with Kilhoman over COVID. We did a lot of Zoom refreshing and seeing new things and of course, James slipped up and said something about the warehouse manager finding an amazing three-year-old cask of Kilhoman. And so, of course, me go, well, I want that. <laughs> and like, well, I will see. I don't know. Well, it's got some more time to age. And so about another year goes by, and finally the office sends me an email. They're like, hey, we've got a three-year-old first fill X bourbon cask sample for you for Kilhoman. I said, I'll take it. They're like, no, no, we got this so you could see if you're interested. I'm like, no, I will take it. I don't need to taste it. I will take it because I know what they're making. I've gone through enough of it. And to find something this young at, at a first fill bourbon cask, I'm like, it's going to be amazing. And like you said, like I just I had the confidence that the cask was going to be outstanding. So they sent me the samples. I'm not going to lie. I tasted a little bit of it. It was exactly <laughs> what I was expecting. Um, and then, you know, they, I, I don't really need to put my name on a cask, nor do I think does Impex want me to. Um, and so I just started thinking, I'm like, well, what are we going to do with this? It's got to be something special. It can't be, you know, just another red box single cask home and going out there. And, you know, it was shortly after i had done the podcast with you guys and i'm like oh man i'm like i wonder if the cast chasers guys want to put their name on because i know we had spoken about you guys like looking into it and possibly thinking about you know getting casks for the cast chasers and so it just kind of i reached out to you guys and i'm like hey i, I got this chance i think it's going to be a legendary cask of Kilhoman. Uh, and I still think it's going to be legendary. I've already got orders from people in Arizona, Colorado, uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 
Connecticut. Like there's there's people finding out about this that are all reaching out going, oh, I need to get a few bottles. I'm like, well, here's here's a list of where you're going to be able to get it uh, and I'll help you as much as I can. So it's like I said, I think it's going to be a really big deal, especially when people taste how good this whiskey is at three and a half years old. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it you know because I, I I'm not gonna bore people with like the minutia and everything, but you know like once it goes through cola and like all all these other things, there's you know like the uh, store. There are a select group of people that can see that this will be coming out or see the label or see this thing or see that thing. And I started getting messages out of the blue. Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like, um, and I, I'd get, I, I would just get like these really sort of, um, uh, mildly vague messages, like either text messages or Facebook messages, like, Hey, I'm pretty excited about what you guys are about, about to do. And at first I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, and I got like five of them within the, within like three days. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know what we're all talking about now. Um, but no, it is, uh, at least, so I haven't, I haven't tasted like the actual bottling yet. The last time I had it was when we were all sitting together on your, on your, uh, on your patio out back. But I mean, it was stellar. It was absolutely stellar. Um, and I mean, like you said, kill home just again and again, they're just, it's mind boggling to me how, how they just keep firing on all cylinders. What, what, and, and, and I mean, we're, 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 we're really focusing on, um, you know, the younger bottlings and younger casks and everything. I, the older casks are, are good too. You know, the older bottlings and, and all of those things, I'm certainly not discounting that at all, but there's just there, there, you're right. There's that sweet spot with some whiskeys and kill one of them where, you know, somewhere between that, you know, two and five year mark, it just, it just, something just clicks and it's just right, you know? And again, not to discount the older stuff, not to discount any of any of that, but there's there's a special spot it hits that it's never going to hit again, you know. And you, I I think I think very much, very much captured that. And what a what a what a absolutely absolutely um great great night that was. Um, and I I can't wait to get more. Um, so let's see, let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about um just kind of uh well oh where do you i don't know if you have a list with you or anything but uh people know you know sort of your region um do you you happen to know off the top of your head or have a list of where people will be able to pick this up it's been popping up in a couple stores in maryland i know uh some there's only a very few stores in delaware that are getting it um but where are people going to be able to pick this up um so yeah, so unfortunately, like you said, you're like, hey, could you take a picture of the bottle for me? I, I don't have a bottle yet either. So I know there's a case with my name on it coming to Delaware, but <laughs> same. Uh, you, you and I, people are tasting our cask before we are. It's true. So it's <laughs> weird in the fact that I also haven't tasted it and since we had the sample mm-hmm. uh, for to pick the cask out. But um, I know that it has physically been delivered and a uh, it's arrived at uh, Petite Cellars down in Ellicott City. Uh, I know All View has some in Ellicott City as well. Um, I think that Drug City has received some of theirs. Um, 
Also, Potomac Wine and Spirits down in D.C., for any of you that live out of our area, uh, they do ship to most states. Um, they've got a good amount of it because we were looking for someone that would be able to get to all the cast chasers around the country. So they've got some. Uh, if you're in the D.C. area, also SNR Liquors, downtown D.C., on uh, 18th between K and L, they've got some of it. Uh, State Line Liquors has some, or will be getting some very, <laughs> very shortly. Very soon, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Frank's up in Wilmington is going to have some. Uh, he won't have a whole lot. That's where I'm sending the stuff that's already been ordered, <laughs> but he will have, will have a few extra bottles for people up in our, our area. Um, and then for anybody down in Chestertown, one of my favorite bars, LTO, uh, and Nia White, they've got some down there. Um, that I believe is only going to be available on premise though from his bar. Um, and then of course we got you guys down at Jack Rose in DC. So, um, lots of places to get it. And of course, if there's any issues, uh, people feel free to reach out to you, yep. reach out to through impacts. Um, and I'll be help, happy to help find some uh, if anybody has issues. But there's only about eight or ten places that are that are getting it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think I, I we we are trying um, cask chasers. We are trying to uh, sort of um, a lot. One of the cases that we're getting um, for some of our special events, our charity events, and that sort of thing. So. We're going to try to make at least one or two bottles available um, for our events that we do as well. Um, so definitely keep an eye open for it. Um, we will put a um, I'll put a link in our link tree and I'll make a post for Potomac um, as far as people that are out of out of town, out of state, whatever that are looking to get their hands on it. Um, but yeah, reach reach out to us, reach out to Jared. Um, let us know, you know, if what, what you need, um, what you need, what you're looking for. We'll do our best to track some down for you. Um, but it really, really is fantastic. Oh, what we didn't, we didn't really talk about, um, tasting notes. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about it without it in front of me, but I mean, there's a, there's a, a good little list of it on the, um, on the, the bottle itself. Uh, and I'm, I, like I said, and it, it's, it does have that depth of flavor. It's got a sweetness, it's got a fruitiness, but it's got that peatiness and, you know, just a, a, the, a, the gentlest bit, I think of the, of the Oak, you know, comes through and it's, it's just really, really, really beautiful. Um, what, what do you, do you still, you still have some in that little bottle in front of you, don't you? Well, I mean, what's, <laughs> what definition of some, I mean, there, there's like, a minuscule drop left in it. Well, why don't you sniff it and tell us about it a little bit? Uh, there you go. That's how much <laughs> is left. So, I've actually been keeping it in there and just kind of yeah catching it. Absolutely, I was on it to remind myself how amazing it is. But it's um, coming, it's coming. <laughs> so, so for me, um, oh, so good. We're live. I was really going to say something inappropriate right there. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so yeah, like for me, what what really sets it off, and I I think there's two types of Kilhoman, um, specifically that come from the ex bourbon cask aging. Uh, so we all know they're using strictly ex Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels for mm -hmm. aging. Barrels are being shipped wet over to the distillery, meaning there's still 
a liter or so of bourbon in there to keep the barrels wet so they don't break down during transport. Um, and what I've noticed over the years with, with tasting these first fill ex bourbon barrels, to me, there's two very distinct styles. One of them is very citrusy and floral and kind of like, I don't know, like an Isla, like fruitcake kind of. Okay. I like that. Uh, Isla fruitcake. Yeah, like it's it's just got all these different citrus notes and like smokiness. However, what I really love, and and I can tell most of them usually by the nose right when I smell them. There's, and I don't know what if it's a different bourbon that the cask is or what determines it has these notes or not. I get sugar cookies, like fresh cookie dough, sugary. Yep nose and as soon as i smell that it's like if you if you cook the sugar cookie over your campfire so yeah. and that's what i was thinking too all, like like an like a slightly undercooked sugar cookie with like burnt ends almost you know absolutely yeah and it's whenever i smell those like i just absolutely love it yeah. and i notice it i notice it more like you said in the kill homans that are two three four five maybe six years old and then I think maybe with the longer exposure to the oak, I think that that smoky sugar cookie kind of turns into citrus mm, or sure, yeah, develops into those citrus qualities. Or maybe it's it's there from day one. I I don't know, but it's it's this very specific style that whenever I have a chance to check Kilhome and cask samples, if I can find one, I'm I'm all about it. I just love that, like doughy smoky it's really hard to describe but when i tell someone sugar cookies and they smell it they're like oh yeah i get it now and i the the, um when we were tasting it i remember i i was i was trying i was grasping for whatever this flavor was i was like i was like it's not cakey it's not like vanilla it's not I, i can't really figure it out you were like sugar cookie i was like damn it that's it i was like that's what it is it's so good it's so good so yeah um we will uh for for those of you that are maybe watching or listening to this later we will somewhere have a link a list of uh places where you can get it um, we'll actually be turning around and putting this out as a podcast this week, I think. Um, and then, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get a link to Potomac. I don't know if they have a direct link to the product or if we have to call in. Um, I can get, should be up on their website. You should be able to just go to their website and run a kill home and search and it will pop up. Okay. Perfect. Um, just keep in mind, these places are just receiving this stuff. So it may right. Right. Yeah. It might take a couple days. Hopefully by the time it comes out or the episode comes out next week, they'll have it. Um, yeah. Have it by next week for sure. Awesome. I I can't, I can't wait to go and get ours, dude. I'm like, I'm itching and I know you are too. You're probably worse than me. Um, I'm dying, man. I'm like, you can't see it. My hands like, (laughs) um, I'll grab yours too. That way you go all the way up to get them and you're upset because they're gone. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Frank's like, we'll, gotcha. We'll, <laughs> we'll open it up. We'll see how it came out. So. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Real quick before we go, um, anything you want to plug, anything coming up uh, with Kill Homan or with Impex in general or uh, and anything, anything you want to plug? 
Yeah, I mean, we've we've got, like I said at the beginning, we've been getting a lot of new, really awesome projects, uh, distilleries that have been coming in. Um, just for all the Kilhoman fans out there, there is actually two more Kilhoman casks coming this year. Um, one of them is going to land in a couple months, uh, maybe less. It is a nine-year-old, 100% Oloroso aged, 100% Isla cask. And it was really nice. Talk about like nice. smoky. It was amazing. So that's coming in. Um, I've also got a seven-year-old uh, first fill bourbon cask coming in, which is kind of sugar cookie-ish, but also with a little bit of citrus. I think it's right. Like topped, topped with citrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The citrus is starting to grow because it's the end of summer. So, um, but then no, like we've we've brought in Filey Bay, which is the spirit of Yorkshire distillery in England. Amazing whiskey. They're growing their barley just like Kilhoman. Um, We've is got it, lock. Is it single malt? Is that single malt out there? It is absolutely. There's okay. uh, the flagship bottling, and then there's uh, an STR cask. So uh, the boxes are, are pretty simple, but um, that's cool. So it just came out. It's really small production because they are doing all their own farming and growing of the barley. Yeah. Uh, great whiskey. Um, of course, Lockley's has arrived which is the new distillery um, that John Campbell has become a part of after he left Lefroig. So everybody's excited uh, to taste that. That'll be landing here in the mid-Atlantic, hopefully in the next week or two. It's on a truck somewhere on the way to the distributor, and I've tasted them. They're absolutely amazing. Um, and again, so growing their barley. There's these Both of these distilleries are, are farm distilleries where they're, they're growing, they're malting, they're kind of doing everything themselves, um, which really gives it great quality. Uh, the only issue for me is it doesn't leave a whole lot of whiskey to sell because you right. can only grow some. So um, new stuff. Uh, Indri is coming from Piccadilly in India. Uh, have not tasted it, but a few of our team at Impex has and are absolutely like over the moon excited about it arriving. So. I tell you what, I've only had a couple Indian whiskeys, but I've liked them. I've liked what I've had. Um, so I, I, that's, that's another one I'll be excited to try. Everything you just listed, I'm, I'm absolutely excited to try. And I'm super excited that you only live a handful of blocks from me too. So that's good too. <laughs> Anytime you want to come over, there's probably something here waiting for you. Absolutely. So. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jared, for uh, joining me tonight. I'm glad you could make this happen. Uh, we sort of threw this together like within the last day or two, and we're actually able to talk about it. I'm super, super excited. I can't wait to get mine. And uh, we'll throw some links up somewhere for everybody to be able to look at it, get it. Um, you can hopefully get it at any of the stores that uh, Jared listed there. And um, yeah. Thanks again so, so, so much, guys. Um, and that'll do it for now. And remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. See you, buddy. Take care. Thanks again. Yep. Bye. <laughs>
It's because I opened the wrong screen because I'm 100 years old.